looks. They haven't figured that one out yet, but that's, uh, you know, meaning get him the seven or eight receptions, and you're going to need that two-touchdown game. You want to see that 88-touchdown pass, yard-touchdown pass. So, so Brandon Cooks uh, lived up to the bill, eh? The Bill Burt statement, you mean? Yes, he did. Yeah, I. It wasn't tough to predict. They they were hurting uh, a lot of injuries. Danny Amendola, who did have one big catch, had a couple, but one big one to set up the last score. Uh, it was time for Brandon Cooks, and he had a decent game in New Orleans, which I was at that game. So he was needed to, to step up. If they were going to win, they they need other guys to step up, and that's the best part about this Julian Edelman thing. And when guys are injured. You find out about your team. You find out about other players. And um, I wrote about that on Monday as well. We've been waiting to see this Brandon Cooks. Everyone talked about the, the incredible catch at the end of the game. It's pretty incredible. It was. But, <laughs> but the play, I thought the touchdown, the other one, the 42-yarder when he went across the field, I think that's that's rare. That's a special player. That's that's Jerry Rice. And that's I, it, what we were all told, the afterburners. That's right? what it reminded me of when he ran across it. In, you get Jerry Rice the ball on the run over the middle of the field without someone taking his head off. It's a touchdown. And that's what he looks like. It, it was the first thing I thought of. It was a great game. So uh, welcome to the Eagle Tribune Sports Podcast. This is uh, Mac Cerullo and Bill Burt just catching up on last week's uh, exciting game, mm-hmm. uh, an exciting win. Game went a little differently than we would have predicted. Uh, 33 points for the Texans. I don't think either of us saw that coming, but ultimately a, a good win at the end. So um, just what, what are your thoughts, uh, takeaway from uh, week three? I go by Bill Belichick, and I wrote a little bit about this today. I used to look at the game and, oh, the defense is horrible. They're in trouble. I look at, I gauge a win or a loss on Bill Belichick, and he was giddy after the game like over-the-top giddy. And he's like that a couple of times a year, obviously Super Bowls. But like during the year, you get this like a win over the Jets and you go, why is he so happy? It's just the Jets. Or, you know, what basically they stole this game. Easily could have lost the game. Were outplayed, in my opinion, by, by the Texans. But they won. And I, I think he knows one of the reasons why I think he was scared about this game is because of the defense of the Texans, his defense too, probably. Mm. But he knows he's getting three or four guys back this year, this week, all key players. So now the team's, I think, going to sort of set itself up for, you know, now we're going to see what this team is really like over the next three weeks. Not that they're great games. They got Carolina, they got Tampa, and then the Jets. Should win all three. I think the the game in Tampa is going to be probably tough. But Next thing you know, they're five and one, and we're looking at the old fourteen and two Patriots again, something yeah. like that. So I, you asked me my take of the game. Uh, I'm throwing out everything that happened. Brady gets all the credit for the game. Good job by Brandon Cooks. You know, a couple of nice catches by by Gronk. But I think they just got they they were let's be honest they were playing with one hand behind tied behind their back with a couple of key injuries, including Hightower. And I think all those guys are going to be back this week. Yeah, Hightower being out was an issue. Uh, I, I, I think uh, I wrote about in my story this uh, after Sunday's game. The linebackers in coverage were not very good. And a lot of the uh, a lot of Deshaun Watson's big plays came at Kyle Van Noy and Landon Roberts' expense. But, you know, you put Hightower back in there, that you know probably helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the secondary, they played... 
know, they played okay. Uh, you know, uh, Gilmore had his pick. Uh, Malcolm Butler did had a pretty good game. Cornerbacks did not get eaten up. That's no, not were, that. It was like you said. He ate up the the linebackers, and a lot of it was over the middle of the field. I mean, Deshaun Watson. That's a separate story. I I'm not saying he's a superstar now. Pretty good though, right? Just there's some qualities about him that I like. Very calm, cool, and collected. Reminds me of Dak Prescott a year ago. Uh, it's early. Two starts. Very quick feet. Like special quick feet, so feet. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch him. He runs a lot, but he doesn't get. He's not like uh, R.G. Griffin, who runs into you know linebackers who take his head off. He knows how to go down. He's also a little bigger. Uh, I was impressed with Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson. Watson. I, geez, I last think I said week, Jackson last week too. Twice last Sorry week about too. that. Right, well, I'm thinking of the great wide receiver of now the Tampa Bay. We'll see. We'll Buccaneers. see Deshaun Jackson in a couple of weeks. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think the Texans do have something with Watson. He uh, mm-hmm. there was that one play. I think it was he avoided like four or five defenders, completed that nice pass down the field to keep a drive. To alive. your boy Ryan Griffin, right? I think it was that play. Yeah, yes. that was. Uh, yeah, boy, that was quite a UConn's own Ryan Griffin. Yeah, it didn't hit with me because as you know, listeners out there know. Uh, Mac went to the game, Max Rule, on Sunday, and he wrote a story about Texans tight end um, Ryan Griffin, who is a UConn grad like Max Rule. Yeah, both of us were at UConn at the same time. Uh, never met him until uh, on Sunday, though, mm-hmm. but obviously a Londonderry guy. A lot of guys at the game were, I think, like 40 or 50 people came down from New Hampshire to watch, and they were, they were given a treat. I mean, Griffin was good. Did I mean, you have a lot of good beer pong stories from uh, old uh, Tyler Hall there at uh, UConn? No, no, nothing like that. I talked to him a little bit about uh, Jordan Todman, the old UConn running back, mm-hmm. plays special teams for the uh, Texans, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize, so I had a chance to catch up with Ryan about that. But no one cares about mm-hmm. that, though. But uh, Griffin, great game. The defense, obviously, uh, the Texans' defense was ad- as advertised, too. I think Clowney had... At least two sacks and that fumble return for the touchdown as well. What are you going to do though? I mean, they, they did give up thirty-six points. I don't want to. I don't want to crown them as the unbelievable defense. I think they have a defense that could make things interesting. I will say, if the Patriots play them again, and they may in January, I will say Patriots offense will be a little sharper than it was, and uh, their defense will be better. So probably more of a game in the twenties. But the Patriots offense overall was decent. It wasn't great by any stretch. Big plays by some big-time players. Yeah, especially on that last drive. So let me just kind of go through my list. So we've talked about Brandon Cook, so it was obviously his breakout mm-hmm. game. Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski looked like his old self out there. Mm-hmm. He had a couple of big catches, including one, I want to say it was the thir- correct me if I'm wrong, it was third and 12. He had the 15-yard catch to kind of keep things well, going. Well, both of them. There was, a, there was a second and 20, and he caught it, and then it was uh, third and 12. Yes, yeah. and he caught that for first and dragged two guys mm. over the first down marker. So, and that was towards the end, but at the beginning, he also set the tone. He had that big catch to set up the touchdown yep. he eventually caught. I think Brady went to him all three times. Right. And it was just like, just pound it in, pound it in, pound it in, and then when he gets it, you're like, all right, Gronk's, Gronk's ready to play. Like So that's that was a good sign because we weren't really sure I think what to make of him coming back, in. Back to Cooks, though. I think Cooks is going to open things up for guys like Gronk, and we're going to see... Uh, if you're going to double Cooks, which I probably would, or you're going to double, uh, you're going to double Gronk, someone's going to be open. One of those two. So get those guys on the same side of the field, and they were on the same side of the field a lot. So it's going to be interesting how defenses cover the two of them. Well, it's good to see that they're both effective in that sense because Edelman used to be awesome in large part because he was he was often open, and if he wasn't, somebody else was. So if Cooks is causing that same kind of problem for the defenses. I mean, that's a can't be a bad thing. The Patriots will make that work. Mm-hmm. Offense was very vertical, wasn't it? 
Yes. Yeah. They've Very done, good. They, the ver- no, I mean like downfield. Like, we're used to seeing them kind of dunk and dunk a lot, but they were they were like. Well, that's straight. the new. That's going to be the new Patriots because without Edelman, he's not getting those four or five yard openings anymore. So, you know, that's going to be one of my next stories. Is we're seeing a new Tom Brady, which believe it or not, at forty. He's never really done this. He did this in 2007. I was going to say, it's, it's uh, kind of a throwback to that. I mean, they did have Wes Welker, but it was still kind of more of a Randy Moss-oriented situation. Well, Welker did have, 110, I think, 110 catches plus that year. But, but the point is, he's looking downfield because he has to. And you want to take it away, he just needs another two seconds and someone, either Gronk or Cook's, probably going to be wide open. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. So uh, I'm going to shout out another one of my old UConn buddies. Uh, Kevin Duffy from Mass Live tweeted this a couple days ago. He covers the Patriots, of course. Um, said that through the first three games, the Patriots have allowed more points than all but two other teams in NFL history. One of them actually may have been the 94 Patriots, too, and I can't recall what the other one was. But um, Patriots given up a lot of points. And uh, they're 2-1, but... Is this a problem, or is this sort of just a thing that's going to get worked out? It's not something we should be overly concerned I'll go back about. to what I, I saw. Now, look, the defense looks horrible, and it looked horrible against what we thought would be an awful offense. I was surprised that Miller had as good uh, – Lamar Miller had as good a day as he did running the ball. It's not like he even did that great. I mean, he wasn't over 100 No, but, but he, was, he always got four yards on the first down. They, got, they, they weren't – the reason for they had success is – First and ten, get four four yards, five yards. Second and five is a lot easier than second and ten or second and nine. So, look, the defense looks horrible. I like the corners. Butler looked good. I know I don't know if he's on your list here, but you know I still think he's a candidate to be gone. Yeah. Uh, so not, last not, week we predicted he could be gone like as soon as like now. So, do you think he's bought himself time or? No. Um, it depends on if someone offers him the right deal. Rowe is probably going to be back this week. Uh, Jonathan Jones. Struggled a little bit, was in on two of the touchdowns were thrown at guys he was covering. One of them, I think he was sort of hovering Griffin on one of them. So defensively, there are there are issues, but I think we're going to see Hightower back. Hightower is, you know, he's the engine that runs that defense. And, um, you know, they, they figured things out. No, that's wrong to say. They figured they won the game. They won the game with Brady in the offense. Uh, I do think this defense will get stingier. It's always noted for giving up yards, not points. Now we're now there are thirty three points a game, which isn't you know anything. It's, that's not even playoff caliber. Forget about Super Bowl caliber. It's not good. But I'm <laughs> guessing I'm guessing that's going to be fixed, and that's going to be the focal point going forward. Again, it helps if the Patriots could run the ball a little bit. Had no success running the ball against a very good defense. When Brady's throwing the ball, you know, fifty times, that's going to stop the clock a lot. So if you're running the ball, you're controlling the clock your defense also looks a little better. So I think that's going to be a focus. That's one concern I have so far. Uh, the Patriots have not run the ball as well as I thought they Yeah, did. and like, I think there was a, the final three drives. Obviously, the last drive was a big success, and they won the game. But before that, they had two uh, drives where they were third and one, and they couldn't convert. Yeah. That's and, been a problem all year. Yeah, and there was one, I think, I, I forget which one. It was the first or the second one of those. But uh, you, you observed that uh, Deion Lewis had a carry, and he went out of bounds. He wasn't exactly pushed. Kind of just went out on. Yeah, that his own. was a third and third and second and ten. Yeah, he goes out at the one and really he could one have yard first. before. Right, yeah, fought yeah. for the first and first down. And they lucky. No, they punted. Punt right. Yeah, they, yes. it was they, that almost cost them the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they who the heck knows how that drive goes if he converts, but at least you give yourself better field position if nothing else. I'm um, down on that guy, Dean Lewis. I I would. He's another guy. 
someone offers a second or third round pick, I don't know if they'd offer something that high for someone like him. He's he does have you know get him out in space. He's freaky, but that's you know with Rex Burkhead out, he's needed. He also returns kicks needed. Maybe that keeps him here. But I uh, as a running back, I, I get Deion Lewis uh, near the bottom of the depth chart. Yeah, and I mean I was I was kind of not on board with that for a while. But when you when that play happened, I mean anybody who was paying attention was like embarrassing. What's going like? You got to. That was a fourth quarter. It was their last punt before they had the winning drive. He's got to fight for that yard, and they and they miss it on the next play. Uh, I feel bad for him when that comes up on the re- the uh, the replay when the coaches are doing their. You meetings. feel bad for him? Uh, I mean, he's going to get chewed out for sure. <laughs> he deserves it. It's not going to be good. So, all right. Well, it was a good win overall. So before we move on to the next week, why don't we take a look around the league? Uh, not a good not a good week to be undefeated. Uh, a lot I, of teams suffered. I their did first tweet loss. this. The NFL right now stinks. And I'm talking about with superior teams. I think Dallas, I had Dallas beating Arizona. Not that I love Dallas, but I think Dallas is one of the elite teams. And at one and one, they're not going one and two. Uh, I don't like Arizona. Yeah, a lot of teams, Pittsburgh looks horrible. Um, You know, we have two undefeated teams, Kansas City and Atlanta. And they deserve to be. They're probably right now two of the best teams in the league. And if, if the Patriots, I will say if the Patriots played any one of them on a, on a, in a Super Bowl field just without a home field advantage, I would probably say the Patriots might be favored. But other than that, there's not a team that scares me in this league. So let's kind of go down the list of surprising results. The Bills beat the Broncos. Broncos I, I, coming off that win against the Cowboys. What, what happened there? Like, how? All right, <laughs> I predicted that one. And I'm, I'm not, I also missed a lot of games, but... I don't think that's a big deal. It's uh, it's in Buffalo. Denver's got a, a second-year quarterback. Uh, they beat Dallas not with offense, with defense. The defense turn created all of those. Like three of the scores were created off of turnovers. Uh, so, and it was home. Uh, their defense is great, Denver. But I just saw them coming in. I, there's something about this coach in Buffalo too. I, I like there's something about the team. I, I I'm not. I think they're going to give Patriots fits in their one game in Buffalo. I think here Patriots probably ha- handle them probably handily. So the Bills are maybe well, they're a decent than, team. They're better than we're giving them credit. Then. They're two and one right now. I, I think they're a decent team. I'm not. They're you know maybe they're nine and seven team. That's so. I I was not shocked by that. In fact, I think. Nobody is good in the league, so nothing really surprised me. I'd say you're in the minority there. When I saw that score, I was like, I almost did a spit take. Mm-hmm. It was pretty, you know, whatever. Well, check IB bird picks. You'll see it on Sunday. All right, all right. I see that. I see what you got. So uh, this one, so I don't know if either of these teams are good, but the Jaguars absolutely wrecked the Ravens in yeah. London. So are we? Are, this is the second time the Jaguars have torched a team this year. So are we sure they're not good? Yeah, uh, Blake Bortles was not good, so they're not going anywhere. Again, another great defensive effort. Blake, I think Bortles had a decent game. Had a pretty good game. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers, but he's, it wasn't a bad game. Yeah, for sure. I was rooting for the Ravens to go three and zero because I, I basically I've been thinking that that'll be the worst three and zero team in history, and I will jump on the other team next week. And you know. Not not so much with the, with the bookies per se, but I will pick against the Ravens at three and zero. So uh, now they've lost and they've been exposed. They're they're no good. They're I think they're barely a bit above the Cleveland, barely above Cleveland, and probably right there with Cincinnati. So uh, I think Pittsburgh's the only team that concerns me. And look, they they've had two lucky wins. Uh, at least one lucky win and a horrible loss last week in Chicago. Yeah, so a couple of other games in the 
last week's docket. Falcons stay unbeaten, uh, but after a bizarre finish with the Lions, you could probably say the Lions maybe deserve to win that game. What do we make of that? Yeah, Lions are good. I think the Lions are a good team. They're a veteran team. They play. They're good. They're good on both sides of the ball. Uh, they got a good, good quarterback. Not great, but uh, he's good. So, uh, so there, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, Atlanta is a very good team. I will say they, they could go 15 and one and lose their first playoff game. I think they're that uh, they're, they're like a uh, like tissue paper thin uh, mental when it comes to mental toughness. I think they think they're tough, but they're not. So one one more quick thing before you take a break: uh, the uh, Jets beat the Dolphins. What happened there? That surprised me a little bit, but it's a conference game. I mean, division game. It's not. It's home in New York. They have pride. They've lost two in a row. It's a, you know, Patriots would go to Miami. If Miami's one in twelve, they have a tough time winning in Miami. So not a big deal. Those two teams sort of hate each other too. It's, yeah, I mean, I just figured the Jets. Everybody's talking about how they're all gonna they're tanking and all this and that. So it's just a bit of a surprise because I, I didn't think the Dolphins were that bad. I figured they'd be good enough. But Dolphins play. are you know going with their second quarter. I mean, Jay Cutler. Uh, Jay Cutler. Yeah, I, I know, mean, but still, they, they have a strong roster. You'd think that it would be enough, anyways. Look, I'm. I think with Jay Cutler, they're a nine and seven team. I think with um, what's his name, with their, their starting quarterback who's hurt, Tannehill. With sorry, Ryan Tannehill. I thought this was a ten and six team, but not a great team. Uh, good, decent. Nothing surprises me really in this league. I, I I saw it last week. I knew this was going to be a tough week to pick games because I, I was with like a, ten or eleven games. I was like flipping coins. I that that rarely happens, uh, and it wasn't like there were major upsets. There almost were two. The Patriots almost lost, and Green Bay almost lost. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm uh, this is the this is the league right now, and I think what you'll see is you'll see teams sort of move up, and you'll see other teams sort of drop down, and the elite will be go to its like four to eight teams, and you know we get, get to see Oakland. Oakland's a team, you know, tough to figure. I thought they would, you know, probably win that game. They lost. They looked horrible. So there really isn't a great team in the league. You could argue Kansas City's the best team in the league. You could argue Atlanta is. I still think the Patriots, once they get going, will be. All right. Well, let's talk about your picks uh, after this quick break. Hey, everyone. Mac here. So I know what you're probably thinking. That Bill Burt thinks he knows so much about football. I bet I could outsmart him. Well, I got good news for you. The annual I Beat Burt contest is back for its 21st season. Just like always, the rules are simple. Pick the weekend's games, and if you get more games right than Bill, you'll win an iBeatBird t-shirt. You can enter by filling out and mailing in the entry blank in Wednesdays and Thursdays paper each week, or you can enter online at www.eagletribute.com forward slash You can also find more info on how to enter contest rules and tiebreakers there. All right, back to the show. All right, we're back. So, uh, so Bill, you just heard the uh, you just heard the promo there. Uh, how'd you do this week? Uh, any, anybody winning some T-shirts on you, or is it a I don't know, good week, bad week? One? So, I guess you didn't read the paper today. Yeah, a nine-year-old won uh, beat Bert. So, it's a. Uh, so what's it, wrong with nine-year-olds? They watch sports. Well, just they, like the rest of us. Getting, I, you know, it's funny. When I was nine years old, I could name the starting lineup of the Red Sox. The kid that won, he could name. He knew every one of the Patriots. So, I guess uh, I thought those kids sort of disappeared, but uh, they're out there. Max Cerulli, you were probably one of them. So I, I didn't have a great week. I was seven and eight. But believe it or not, 
out of 350 people, only like 65 had more than seven wins. It was a hard week. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, we, like we just discussed, there were a lot of uh, surprises. So. Well, when I struggle, I say it was a hard week. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Well, we'll go with that. So let's go. Uh, let's look ahead to this week. So um, one one game we didn't talk too much about, the uh, Panthers. Uh, they lost to the Saints, and they didn't look so good. Uh, obviously, the uh, Panthers will be coming into Foxborough this Sunday. So uh, what do we make of this one? The, the Panthers had the, the – I think they'd only allowed something like six points through the first two games or six points in each game. The defense looked great until then Drew Brees torched it. So where are the Panthers at coming into this one? So I'm, I would be – if I'm a Carolina fan, I'd be concerned for several reasons. One of them is uh, Cam Newton looks horrible. Even the, through the two wins, they won – I think it was, what, 23-3 to against San Francisco oh, they, at San Francisco – then they uh, hosted Buffalo, beat them 9-3. to And then against, really, we saw it. I mean, we can call the Patriots' defense the worst in the NFL. I'll argue that New Orleans' defense is the worst in the NFL. They scored 13 points against that defense and uh, three interceptions for Cam Newton. Uh, no TDs. In fact, he's only thrown for, is he thrown for one TD? Two TDs in the first game. So um, there's issues. There's issues with this team that they couldn't score on that team. Uh, at will, at home, uh, three, they really needed to be 3-0 and because their schedule now picks up. So they come into Foxborough where they sort of need a win. Patriots, you know, let's be honest, they need to win every week. That's the way they play. So I think, you know, we, we look at the Patriots. Have the, this is the irony. The worst defense against the best defense. One of the best offenses going against a, good, a pretty good defense. And they do have a good defense. So it's going to be interesting I don't see the Patriots ever losing to this team the way Cam Newton's playing right now. Yeah, I mean, they also have some injuries, too. Uh, Greg Olson is out. He was... Yeah, but he's not coming back. But Yeah, he's... I mean, he, but that's still a guy that Cam Newton has yeah. relied on a lot. I'm not sure what Kelvin Benjamin's status is, but he had been dealing with... A, I think it's a thigh injury I think something. he's coming back this weekend, so, uh, but they can't run the ball. You know, they're... Uh, they're uh, McCaffrey hasn't been that bad. But. Sorry, he's but he's more of a you know again a, more of a utility guy, not really the hard, the straight twenty back guy. I'm more talking about the hard yards. I, I, I'm a big McCaffrey fan, and I, I was in college too. But I don't think that's I don't I don't I'm I'm not really concerned with that. I'm I'm concerned with them doing what Houston did, which would be controlling the ball, throwing the ball. Now, if you're going to throw the ball forty times against the Patriots, do it. The way you beat the Patriots, you are going to have to throw the ball, but you have to run the ball a little bit and, and then attack their linebackers. I think the Patriots' strength is their back four. It's over the middle of the field is where you can get them. And so that's, that's where I think – that's what Houston did, and that's what Cam Newton probably will try to do. I, uh, I just see this team coming in with problems, and uh, I think the Patriots are going to have a big bounce back after looking really not great on a couple sides of the ball. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think the uh – I guess it's really the key is just to see how the Patriots offense does against that defense. They're, they're going to be their offense is going to be good. It's just a matter of will it be Gronk? Will it be Cooks? Will it, or will it have to be the running backs? Or will it? Will they just all? Well, go no, off? you're going to now count on. I think Cooks is the real deal. Gronk's the real deal. Rex Burkhead back. I think the Rex has sort of worked his way into the lineup. Mike Gillisley is Rex going to play though? Because he's uh, he missed practice again today. Yeah, it's a close call. Um, I, I will say tomorrow's practice will know because it sounded like he was probably going to be back. He was on the practice field late last week, and I'm, I, I think he just he, I don't know if he didn't really do much, but I'm expecting him to be back again. Gillisley 
very important guy. Uh, James White didn't really have a big game, wasn't called upon much. So they have the depth there. That's that's not really what concerns me. It's a Gillisley, the third and one. That's why he's on the team. He's the Legarrette Blount. He's going to get the one-yard touchdown runs and then convert third and fourth for ones. And really hasn't happened yet. He's looked pretty good. He's looked decent. Had a nice run around the end for about seven yards for first down yesterday, the other day. But, I think uh, with his problem, he needs to come through in the bigger kind of short yardage yeah. spots. We've seen him. He's got he's got touchdowns. He's made some plays, but he's a Garrett Blunt so far, really. Yeah, right. You, you, you need you, you want you want more than that. Though. Mm-hmm. So that's what we thought we we're getting. We thought we were getting a younger version of Garrett Blunt, and you know, three touchdowns, one yard at yeah, the first game. Nice, but that's not. I mean, that's expected. It's. Uh, you know, how about 100 yards, 24 carries? You know, how about running for seven, nine, ten first downs, controlling the football? I, I think we don't want to see the Patriots. They don't want to. They don't want to depend on Brady so much. And right now, we're back to being the Patriots, which means Brady's got to win games. I don't think that's what they want to do going forward. Yeah. So, um, so what's a, any score prediction for this one? Dull game, 33-17, to 17, you know, 33-20. Uh, I think the Patriots attacked them early. Dull second half, which is sort of their game plan. They did that against New Orleans. They tried it this week. It didn't work because i, I got to give Houston credit. So I just think Patriots are a much better team. And it does hurt. I, you mentioned Olsen being hurt. You know, something's not right with Cam Newton. I don't think it's just Olsen. Uh, he hasn't looked right. It's been over a year. It's been arguably since the Super Bowl. And uh, I'll probably have a story about that on Sunday. All right. Well, looking forward to reading about that. Yeah, I'm inclined to say uh, 30, 32 it's to a good 20. Defense. Yeah, I, they're, they're, the Patriots can score, but I feel like this one, the Patriots would prefer this one be as dull as possible. If it's as exciting as last week, they'll have problems. Yep. But yeah, 30, like low 30s to low 20s feels about right to me. I, I wouldn't say that they're going to. I, if they hold if they hold the Panthers to less than that, that'd be a big surprise because the defense hasn't shown they can do it yet. But who knows? You know, I'm not ready to, to crown the Patriots Super Bowl champions. I think they have a long way to go. I think defense, but I think they're gonna. I think he's gonna focus on defense this week and a little ball control. Not so much concerned with destroying them, uh, but control the clock and start playing. The, the, he built this team to to be able to <coughs> control the clock and run the ball. And they haven't done that really yet other than the first game. Yeah, we'll need to see that. So let's look around the rest of the league. Um, so you mentioned your Packers uh, team you're a big fan of. They, uh, they almost got tripped up by the winless Bengals. They got the Bears this uh, Thursday. So when most people listen to yeah. this, it'll be tonight. Oh, you're talking the, uh, the Thursday, Thursday night, night game. Yeah, it's on uh, NFL Network and CBS. So Packers, uh, Packers, Bears. Yeah, uh, Packers, we'll... Packers won't, can't lose. Lose. Any thoughts on their last game? Just uh, uh, you know, they came back and won. It was a lot like the Patriots against the Texans. Sometimes you just got to throw all the stats aside. Uh, gutty win. They, he threw a pick six. They in the second quarter they fell down twenty-one to seven. He clawed back. They scored a late touchdown to tie it, win in overtime. That's what great players do. Uh, I'm not a big fan of the head coach. I don't like offensive coordinators running teams. I like coaches running teams for the most part. Doesn't feel like we have a lot of those. I, most of them are honestly. Most of them are offensive coordinators. It's, uh, but I I question the Green Bay defense, and uh, they good enough to stop like a team like the Patriots, who can really score almost on every possession. But I'm a big fan of Aaron Rodgers this year. I think this is going to be a big year for him, and so far I'm right. All right. Well, let's. Uh, how about Steelers at Ravens? Uh, Ravens obviously coming off a dreadful performance. Yeah. Steelers not exactly a great performance either. What do we think about Steelers? This I just don't think the Steelers. I think the Ravens are 
a lousy the five win team. Like I said, I was hoping they'd go three and zero because I think they're still going to go two and twelve over the next twelve. But we'll, whatever it was, two and eleven. Uh, I will say uh, Steelers. Steelers by six, seven points. All right, let's look at the winless Bengals at the winless Browns. The battle for Ohio. Who gets their Where's first? Where's that game win? at? That's uh, at Cleveland. Yeah, so I'm going to go Cleveland by a field goal. Worst game of the century. Yeah, that doesn't feel good. Uh, Raiders at Broncos. Raiders and Broncos are obviously both going to be looking for a bounce back, uh, coming off losses. Allegedly good teams. What do we think about those that game? You know, the, my my inclination is to pick Oakland, but I'm going to have to think about it. I, I might go Oakland right now. Oakland by a field goal, but I think it's going to be a tough game. I, I think Oakland's a very good team. In fact, you know what? I'm going to I'm no, I'm going to go Denver by a field goal. Uh, I'm I'm down on Oakland. I'm, I'm, I'm when I say down, I'm down on them being a Super Bowl contender. I think they're just a good team. It's at it's at um, Denver too, yeah. so I can't see Denver Top place losing. to win. That's going to be good. That's going to just ask Tom Brady. I'm excited. To see. That's one I'll I'll try to make a point to watch that one though. That'll be fun. Uh, Sunday night Colts at Seahawks. Um, this feels like a weird matchup to have on Sunday night, but it could be exciting. So what do you think? Uh, no, it can't be exciting. There's, unless, you know, uh, Jacoby Brissett has a great game. Jacoby Brissett, man, not looking so bad, right? No, he's a, I like him. I, a great kid. You know, was never going to play here, and I think you realize that I think by trading him, I think you realize Jimmy G's going to hang around a couple years and will wait to, to, to ascend to the throne. But I'll go with uh, Seattle who I'm down on Seattle Seahawks as well. So yeah, it hasn't been a great season. It's about time they scored a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, we'll see. if they don't score a touchdown against the Colts defense, then right. they need to, they have some issues. And then uh, Monday night, uh, Redskins at Chiefs. Uh, this one, you feel, I mean, personally, I feel like the Chiefs would have to win this one, right? I think it's even, I think the teams are pretty close. Maybe Kansas City's a little better, but it's tough to win in Kansas City. Just, uh, I feel I think like you're giving Washington a lot of credit. No, I, I like I'm 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 on their bandwagon a little bit. I think they're uh, the quarterback I like. I don't think he's a Super Bowl quarterback, but I think he reads defenses almost as well as anybody in the league. And uh, there's something about that team I, I like. So I'm, but I I still think Kansas City is just too good. Kansas City, they've given what we've seen from them this year. I have a hard time seeing them lose this game. This could be maybe their. Well, not their coming out party. I think everybody already knows they're legit, but maybe this could be a game where everybody realizes the oh, these guys are these guys can play. Like, tough for Kansas City though; they have a great record in that division. They're in a tough division. When I say great record, you know they're right now heading towards a four and zero record. You know, are they going to go thirteen and three, twelve, fourteen and two? Tough in that division because they could lose to every team in their in their division at least once. Oh, That's sure, it. they absolutely could, but the Redskins aren't in their division, are no, they? No, but I, I like the Red. I, I'll say it again. I think the Redskins are a good team, and I think they might be. You know, I, I don't know. I can't say they're better than Philadelphia. They're definitely better than New York, and you know, AFC, NFC East, which is a dull division. It's a weird. It's a weird year for that division. I can't tell if the whole division is is trash or if the three of the four teams are decent. Yeah, I, I think Dallas is good. I think they're. I think they're a good team, and it starts with the quarterback. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, before we wrap this up, it's obviously been an eventful week uh, in the NFL. I guess uh, any last thoughts on uh, just football in general or the teams or whatever? I think they're a nice little run here where they win the next three games and then they host Atlanta. And that could be, quote-unquote, the game of the year. Uh, Sunday night game, Atlanta's here at Foxborough. So Patriots win all three. Maybe Atlanta goes undefeated. They will treat that game. It, it, that game will get uh, big Big time coverage, but I, I think the Patriots start taking care of business. And I'm, I'm throwing out the stats and the 33 points a game. 
Uh, would I be shocked if the Patriots' defense was horrible again? No. I just think uh, I expect it to play better, and I, I think they start taking care of business and getting better and becoming decent because this is not a great defense, but I think it's decent. All right, well, why don't we leave it at that? So, Bill, great, uh, great uh, being with you again. Why don't we do this again next week? Thursday night, remember, Patriots go to Tampa, and I will be at that game. You're at going down to Tampa, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, well, look at you. You're getting to travel all the nice weather places. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Bill, well, thanks a lot. We'll talk next week, okay? All right, thanks.